Welcome everyone to the North versus South FPL podcast featuring myself, Heath, and my co-host, State. How are you, buddy? Good. Yeah, not bad, Heath. Not bad. Just um, living the dream this week, you know, I guess. How good was it to have football back, eh? Oh, Proper God. football. Proper football. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, having Rotherham back in action this week was fantastic. It really was, you know, after international break, you know, in League One. Yeah, really good. But now, FPL was great, you know, fantasy football. Um, the Premier League was fantastic weekend. Ronaldo were back, you know, everything was gauged towards him. We had some good games, plenty of goals. Yeah, good, good week, definitely. And, um, you know, Watford lost us again as well. Well yeah, yeah, no, that that was that was fantastic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I have to say that I, I, you know, apart from the Watford situation, I, I was absolutely loving the fact that the moment that Ronaldo scored, you know, his goals, that buzz, uh, you know, you just turn into a football fan again, like a proper football fan. You see that, uh, you yeah. know, Old Trafford's got that whole kind of buzz about it again. I'm not a Man United fan, you know. Don't listen there, to there's what people actually say. an atmosphere there, wasn't there? That's there's what I'm saying. Yeah. Old yeah. Trafford, yeah, and. Uh, well, well. And and obviously Ronaldo being back and stuff. But what I loved about it was it wasn't just Ronaldo getting the uh, stealing the thunder. Big Rom came in and did what he does best, and he got just as many points in FPL as as Ronaldo. And that that really did kind of like nail that last podcast um, with the Rom versus Ron uh, situation there. So uh, I was I was absolutely loving that. And honestly, they both look unplayable at the moment. So yeah. Yeah, def- definitely do. And I think, I mean, I saw um, I saw Big Rom last night in the, in the Champions League and Ronaldo. They both scored again in the Champions League last night, didn't they? I mean, it was, yeah, they're both quality players. And like you said, there's going to be a lot of Premier League fantasy, Premier League points coming from them too for the rest of the season. That's for 100%, sure. 100%. So um, if you're new to this podcast, just to explain the format. So uh, State is only picking players from Northern teams. And I'm only picking in players from Southern teams. Uh, we've got a head-to-head where it's always a six-pointer. Um, you know, both of us going for the title, both of us also trying to scrap away from relegation. Um, and we also have our mini-league with other, uh, what would you say, fans of the, the podcast, patrons? Uh, what would you call them? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd call them definite fans and, um, and you know, People who are warming to our fantastic personalities. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I, I feel like we need to kind of branch our worldwide appeal by saying something along the lines of uh, uh, Guten Tag or Nihau, Nihau Ma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good indeed. Or, or yo. Yo. <laughs> yo, what, yo, what's up, son? <laughs> yeah. What's up, geezer? You know, as, as the Southerners would say, white my white geezer. We don't sound out like that normally. Tell you what, I don't know what that sounds like, but it's not us. It's definitely not us, you It's definitely like someone that. from Coronation Street or something. Oh, the, the Manx don't count. I mean, God, no, don't, don't talk to me about them. They're across the Pennines. <laughs> so, yeah. But we'll, we'll work on the accents, guys. We promise. Yeah, apologies for anyone who's offended by that. It's just uh, what makes us laugh. Um, so, Let's get this podcast going. Um, I just want to kind of like make sure you're well aware. Today, we're going to be talking about our, our review of the week for the last game week. Uh, we've got our shit list. Um, we've got a North versus South mini league update. We've got a scouted team, which is going to be Leeds United. We've got 
sorry again. Uh, we got a North versus South <laughs> debate slash knockout, which is about the greatest ever FPL player. This time it's going to be the Southern quarterfinal. And lastly, we have got our game week preview. Yeah, so stay. If you want to get us going with the game week review uh, introduction. Yes, yeah, definitely. So yeah, game week review. So pretty much what it says on the tin. The, you know, we're reviewing last week's game week, which is game week four. Um, you know, obviously everyone was excited after the um after the, the international break to, to get back into FPL. That excited. I believe there was a massive amount of wild cards played over this international sort of couple of weeks. I reckon it was staring at people. You were just picking at you, going, play your wild card. And the problem is, <laughs> you, you didn't have just a week to, to try and ignore it. You have to try and ignore it for two weeks. And I tell you what, I definitely did not ignore it. Maybe I could I. not ignore it. <laughs> so I uh, don't know about any of our listeners, but yeah, there was no ignoring the wild card. It got played. I'll tell you that right now. It was played big time. Um, so so yeah, um, so game week four. Yeah, it was a good game week, I thought, for um for the not for the Northern Super Kings. You know, I ended up with 73 points in this game week, which is um nice 16 points above the average. And you know, for just a Northern, solely Northern-based team, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that if I'm beating the average most game weeks. So we went with Casper Schmeichel in net. Casper Schmeichel got me four points. You know, um, I, I did have a cheeky moment where I actually put Scott Carson in my squad and he's, he's in there as my second keeper. I actually put Scott Carson as starting because I thought Edison wasn't going to be allowed to play and I thought if I do that, Either way, I'm going to have a keeper starting because I knew Schmeichel was. So I edged my bets a little bit. Carson didn't play. Edison played. So Edison got a clean sheet. Carson sat on his bench, got, did nothing, got nothing as per usual. But I got four points because Castro Schmeichel made a lot of saves. He made seven saves in the game. I mean, that's not bad, to be fair. Seven saves, you know, pretty good. I'm surprised he didn't get a bonus point, to be fair, because he stopped that game from being a lot more than 1-0. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, well done him. Back four, when we were back, solid back four. You know, we played Mike Bassett style this this weekend. By the way, guys, four four effing two. Okay, that's how you play it. Um, Three cheers for Ramirez. Hip it. Hooray! Bloody <laughs> losing to the bloody Mexicans. <laughs> what a what a film. Sorry, we digress, but what a film. So. Back four, anyway. Back to the back four of the famous Mike Bassett formation. Um, Rafael Varane from Manchester United. He was in there. Two points. United conceding at Newcastle. Very frustrating, to be fair. But, yeah, two points um, for him. Then my next three defenders, all clean sheets. Connor Cody for Wolves, six points. They're, they're, seriously, I know they were against your team, but I've seen Wolves games this season. They've been the best team in pretty much all of them. And they've lost one 0 They just not managed to score goals, you know. But they played against three, you know, top five, top six sides. Um, they finally start playing teams who are going to be below them. They're going to start winning games, and they're going to keep clean sheets as well. So Connor, well done. You've done a good job there, my friend. And you know, if you listen to any of his um, his um, sort of post match interviews, he's pretty good. He's pretty funny. Good lad. I won't mind getting him on the show. That'd be quite good. Um, Joel Matip, six points for Liverpool centre half. You know, I think a few people weren't thinking he'd play this season probably because um, they signed that Canate. Um, but 
Matip's there next to Van Dijk. And, well, Liverpool have kept three clean sheets this season in the four games they've played, and he's been playing every single minute of them. So, you know, I think for, you know, five million, he's a, that's a frigging steal. you got to pay 6.5 million to get Van Dijk, and he ain't going to get you too many more points, to be fair, because they're both doing the same thing. And they're not, neither of them are going up and scoring 10 goals a season either. So, yeah. And then other centre-half, seven points. Mr. Ruben Diaz, Man City, best centre-half in the, in, the, in the league, definitely. Probably going to be the highest-scoring centre-half as well in the league this season. I, I'll probably put money on as well. So, yeah, well done, Ruben Diaz. Midfield four, Mo Salah, eight points. You keep scoring, Mo. You know, just Mr. Consistent, that guy, isn't he? You know, keeps, keeps doing the job. He'll be there all season if he doesn't get injured. Um, he was vice-captain this week. Well, you, I think you'll all know who's captain. Um, Damari Gray, seven points. What a start to the season he's having, eh? What do you think about Damari Heath? You like him? Yeah, yeah, I really like him. He's um, kind of player like comfort manager, out-and-out winger. You're Leon Bailey, Jaden Sancho, and uh, Damari Gray. You know, he just looked like his career was floundering a little bit. He went to Germany, came back, and they got him for an absolute steal, like one and a half million or something. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I was always surprised that he didn't sort of get much more of an opportunity at Leicester, but obviously managers didn't fancy him for some reason. And then he goes to Everton and you, you sort of think, well, if, if other managers who were seen as maybe a bit more adventurous didn't like him, why would Rafa Benitez like him? But Benitez has obviously seen something in him. You know, I love Benitez. I think he's brilliant. You know, one of my favourite managers um, of all time. And, um, you know, he's obviously, you know, giving him some confidence, he's getting on the ball, I mean, and he's scored three goals in his last three, he's got scored a goal in his last three games now, so well done to Mary Gray, you're doing a good job there, you and Andros Townsend are proving to be good signings for Everton, so if you're looking at Everton players, guys, them two are definitely people to look at, because they don't cost that much either, so again, good work. Um, Stuart Dallas, two points, you know, Leeds are having a tough start of things at the moment, but he got he just got a standard two points, and then Diego Diogo Jota, I really want to. I'll I'm, I'll get onto this one in the in the shit list to be fair because um, I, I took some bad advice with him. But three points, thank you. Um, and yeah, we we know where that's coming. Don't be grinning at me, Heath. You know, <laughs> tell you, me and you have words later. Don't you worry. Shit list coming up. Then we go on to the front two. Patrick Bamford. Good two points from Patrick. Didn't expect much more really against Liverpool for Leeds. You know, they're, you know, they're not they're not going to do much against them, to be fair. Um, but then big Ron, Capitan, scored 13 points, so gave me 26 points, two goals, and three points bonus. Now he got the bonus purely on the fact that you know he scored two goals, obviously, and he's Ronaldo. He won the best player on the pitch in that game, that's for sure. But I don't care because he was my captain. So well done, well done, people who give him bonus points. Thank you. So yeah, um, bench. There was no points on the bench barring um, Mr. Jacob Murphy got one point. So I was far, you know, everyone else. Calvert Lewin, I, I had him. I brought him in in, the, in my wild card, and, and it's really backfired because. And that's another another thing that's going to come up in the in the shit list. To be fair, thank you again for some great advice. <laughs> and um, and um, yeah, so Calvert Lewin was injured and he's out for at least six weeks now. And, um, <laughs> and Mason Mason Holgate is um, is also um, he was a, a nil quoi. So oh, so yes. Yeah, so if, if you're wondering why 
there's some laughter here. I mean, check out last life. week's pod, basically. Yeah, check out last, last week's podcast and go towards the end if you don't want to listen to the rest of it and just find out why there's going to be some shit going on in our shit list today. Basically, check out the reason why the podcast went above the hour 15 that we've been doing, you know, kind of yeah. re- recently. It's two wild cards and, and a lot of advice from me, which is mm. it's not gone down too well. No, but as State says, not. that's to come by yeah. the sounds of it. But, but you know, but the, the good news is I got 73 points and, you know, 73 points is a good score, I believe. And, I, I you know, I'm, I'm really keen to find out who, who won the game week as well. He found, what, what, what did your team do, please, mate? You know, you tell me. Mm, yeah, so. You, you um, tell me now, come on. Don't be shy. The, the, the confidence, the arrogance, the um, the loud and proud Heath has, has dropped down a peg or two because of this very, very poor game week. Um this is always going to happen. When Tottenham had a stinker, when West Ham have a stinker, I'm um, going to be having a stinker given that I've got six players from both teams. So, yeah, yeah, 46 points. I played my wild card too. I didn't get any advice from State. And if I had it done, I wouldn't have listened to it. <laughs> I'm not going to give you advice because I'm, I'm you know, you know I'm, I, don't, I don't need to give you advice because you, you, you clearly have some great knowledge on, on on a few things i honest. know that's sarcastic but i but yeah. i actually genuinely believe that um so uh yeah in goal david raya uh unfortunately i reckon he was on for a he was on for a big score i reckon he, he would have got his his clean sheet oh, actually to be fair and he got one save so maybe he wasn't on for the big score but he could have got a bonus but you never know but he, he can see a last minute goal to brian so I'm, I'm not gonna have too many grudges against that it was a good goal as well um now with Sergio Reggion, he got the one pointer, the first blank of the season for the big man. So fair play to him, not gonna have too many issues. And then the rest of my defense, you know, were perfect. Uh I got finally got some points from an Arsenal player, Kieran Tierney. Oh. Yeah, got me uh got me seven points. He got me he got a clean sheet and he got a cheeky bonus. Um that's what I was hoping he would do. What did he get a bonus point for? Oh, he just he just constantly gets balls into the box. He constantly gets forward. I mean, he's always no, not. It doesn't mean the good balls in the box, though, does it? Doesn't matter. No one, got his, no one got on the end of one, did they? There was no assist in there, FPL, so. FPL just want quantity. They don't want quality. <laughs> Fair enough, then. Which, uh, and then on the other side, I got uh, Vladimir Dufal, who, who got me um, yeah, a clean sheet, bit of a stinker of a game for them against Southampton, but I think they probably would have taken that at the beginning of the season. But, yeah, he got clean sheet with six points. Antonio Rudiger got six points, probably the best centre-half in the uh, in the whole league. Um, much better than Ruben Diaz, without a doubt. Um... <laughs> oh, oh, God. I mean, he's good, Rudiger, don't get me wrong. And I'll tell you what, he's, he's clearly, like, if you were going to put your money on a mainstay in the Chelsea's three centre-halves, it's really good. It's going to be there every week, that's for sure. You know, Definitely, um, definitely. In, in Aspilicueta, probably. Christensen has been, but then, you know, they brought in Shalabar a few times on the now and, um, and there's it's Thiago Silva. Yeah. Um, so, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think Rudiger's, um, yeah, he's, he's quality as a guy, definitely. I think, I think Silva came back for Christensen, uh, you know, this week. For me, I'm happy I went with Rudiger over uh, Christensen because it was quite tempting, giving him his 0.5 less. But yeah, my uh, my midfield was a bit of a letdown all the way through. So Odegaard, I mean, three points. Deli Ali, two points. 
Ben Rama, three points. Nothing to talk about. <laughs> Ridiculous, really. And 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 now now we're going to get to a point where it's, it's really stung me and hurt me. This this front three. All right. Now you'd be thinking we should be quite happy with it because oh, Pete, Pete, sorry, you you missed out Son. What, what happened to Son? No, so I, I took Son out. I knew he was injured. So I've got like three point eight million in the in the bank, and I know that the the moment he comes back, Delhi Ali's gone. You know. So yeah, I have that all prepared for when I have my next free oh. transfer, which is a while don't, away now. <laughs> don't, 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 I tell you what, don't don't get injured, in, in, if, folks, if you're in the East team because you're out within a, within a second. Crikey. I'm afraid. I'm afraid so. Ash. Yeah, Ash. He, he's had he's had a reputation of last season under Mourinho getting injured, but then magically coming back very quickly. So um, I kind of did think that there might be a chance, but. Didn't want to risk it on a wild card. And I know that I've got the money in the bank, so it'll be back soon. So, yeah, so you can kind of breathe for another week because I can't bring him in this week because of that fine you gave me. So, um, and 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 just to FYI, if you, if you didn't listen to the podcast, I think it might have been a, either the fine from last week or the week before, but State basically has given me two fines. One I'm about to talk about, which is the, I can't make a free transfer this week. And the other one is coming up. All right, and this one is basically I had my heart set on Romelu Lukaku against Aston Villa at home as my captain. And if that had happened, I would have been absolutely laughing. I would have been laughing all the way to the bank, you know. Yeah, you would have been laughing at the end of the week, though. No, I mean, I was a bit, still been quite sad that I lost the game week, but I still would have been laughing that, you know, I had extra 13 points. Um, so I had Lukaku, but I didn't have him as captain. So he just got me the 13 points. But I had Harry Kane as captain against Crystal Palace and unfortunately just got me the two points. Played awful by the sounds of it. Uh, didn't have any chances. And um, yeah, now I'm regretting my wild card because that was the main reason to do it, to get Kane could, in. Could have been worse. You could have had Antonio as captain. And that, that leads me nicely to Mikel Antonio, who got a minus one. Now, he was my vice captain. So in a way, I'm quite happy that Harry Kane just played. You know, because that's three points. You know, um, but yeah. So no, I I was yeah. It was it was a tricky tricky situation. But that's the thing about this podcast. You know, you get a fine, you have to adhere to it. You get on with it, all right? You suck it up. And yeah. to be fair, I've had some good weeks previous to this, so I have to accept this poor week. Um, Brown I just Hill. Brown yeah Hill. yeah exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I had uh, Foster on the bench, not expecting anything from him because I knew he was injured, but he got zero. Mount, who was in my starting lineup, unfortunately, I thought he was a guaranteed starter in Chelsea's lineup. Wasn't apparently. Rested so, him, didn't they? Yeah. Him. So uh, although he got zero points, it wasn't too bad because Soufal came in for the six pointer, and then I got Cucurella, who, who did get. Not only did he get a clean sheet for Brighton, but he got a bonus, which is a, a good sign of things to come. Hopefully, left back for Brighton. First game of the season, wasn't it? First yeah, game with, yeah, he's got that sideshow Bob kind of look about him. And then the, the guy who I wasn't expecting much from, but I, sp- I suppose deep down and secretly as a Watford fan, I was kind of hoping he would do something. Uh, Musa Sissoko with a, a solid two-pointer. Uh, what you really expect from your 4.5 million third sub, but at the same time... as. He'll get yeah. you two points, three points if you keep a clean sheet most weeks, and then and maybe every now and then he might pick up a goal or the odd assist. That's, maybe, that's, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, overall, I'm not too happy with that. I mean, the average points was 57, so 46 is not that good. 
Um, I've taken a massive, I've seen, I see a lot of, yeah, exactly. I see a lot of red arrows in all of my, my leagues in my head to head in the general league. I've dropped all the way down to 2.4 million, which is fine. But you know, apart from that, it's all good. (laughs) Um, anyone who's listening, don't take his wildcard week advice ever. Okay. You know, he might be good on other things. But he's clearly shown that wildcard weeks are not for him. You know, they're just not. He just don't, don't, don't have it. Don't have. That's not how he works. You know. But so, the wildcard is not just for the first week, though. I like to uh, like to say it is a long term <laughs> project, and I played that wildcard to get the best out of my front three. And I'm not going to lie to you. The fact that I've got Kane, Lukaku, and Antonio, I'm loving life. Until yeah, I saw I saw them play the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two out of the three, but um, not about three. But. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's it's probably about time now that we start kind of complaining and moaning about things because there's been no complaining or moaning so far. So here comes the shit list. Uh, the shit list, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, is a list compiled by both my Saints uh, self and state. Uh, we can only have a max of five players. Uh, this can be players, it could be referees. We've had uh, managers. I've been on state shit, shit list last week. So, you know, you could be as creative as you want to be. I've got a feeling I might be on this shit list again. Without further ado, state, give me the good news. The good news. Oh, there's a lot of good news today. A lot of good news. And the first bit of good news for you, Heath, is you are still on the shit list. Yes, that is for sure. Okay. Beautiful. Because, right. As we've briefly mentioned already, you know, that the shit list is, um, you know, is there for a reason. Heath was on it last week, mainly because I wanted to put him on there because he was a dickhead who beat me. So it was more out of bitterness last week, I think. Rage. Oh, and I thought he put a curse. Yeah. And I thought he put a curse on some of my players as well, which I think he did. Yeah, so anyway, the reason he's on it this week, though, is actual for real reasons. And it's my own fault a little bit for listening to him. But, you know, as we've said to each other, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, we're, we're, you know we'll, we'll, we'll try and help each other out when it comes to the moments and the times in life. OK, the, the, the difficult times as well. And we're going for his game week, you know, like, you know, who are we going to? Who's going to play? Who's going to come in, etc. And you know, I had a, a lad called Mason Greenwood in my side, um, and I was like, "Yeah, Mason Greenwood, he's in there, okay? He's he's doing really well at the moment. Yeah, Ronaldo's coming in, but they're still going to start Greenwood. Definitely, still going to start Greenwood. So I'm thinking, right, Greenwood's in. Then I'm also thinking strike force as well. So I'm, you know, I've got a striker in there. I'm thinking Richarlison. Richarlison stays in at the moment because, you know, he's, he's playing. Yeah, he's not done as well after the first game, but we all know what he's about. But again, I get I get this nigging, nigging doubt in my ear. And it's and it's Heath. And he's there saying, oh, have you not got Diogo Yotta in your team? I mean, what's going on? Surely you've got to have him in. You know, he's, you know, Firmino's out injured, blah, 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 you know, so, you know, you know you've got to put him in. And I'm thinking, look, I know what he's on about here, but no, I'm not fancying it. But he's, he doesn't stop. He keeps going. He's using all these yammer, as you so would say. And, um, and, and, that, and, 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 then, and then he goes, and, oh, and where on earth is Calvert-Lewin? You know, why have you not got him in your team? And, you know, I'm like, too fair to him. Calvert-Lewin, 
yeah, he probably should. He was definitely, you know, should be in my team from the from a from the wild card. He's had a good start to the season. Three games, three goals. You know, so to be honest, yeah, Calvert Lewin. Yeah, I'm thinking he's actually talking a bit of sense here, and because of that, I probably thought, well, he's he's definitely. I think he's right on one thing, so I'll bring Yotter in. Game week comes up. Calvert Lewin has an injury. Oh my god, he's not expecting back for a few weeks. I'm like, okay, could be worse. And Rafa comes out after last night on Monday night's game and says he's out for six weeks. <laughs> wow, card's gone well. So he's on for that. And also, you all got three points. Mason Greenwood, he got more points as well. So, <laughs> so he was well, on the shit list. I just, I'd just like to point out to the um, to anyone listening, I did get a, a, a call from State while I was in the, the middle of a social <laughs> gathering. I thought, oh, I, you know, I'll leave that. I'll let that go to voicemail. And it's it's it states um, northern voice telling me how how happy he was that he listened to my voice. What was that all about then? I don't even know which players you were talking about. I can't remember who I who I recommended and who I told you not to get. It was, I'm sure there was a lot of sarcastic tones in my voice. If there wasn't, it should have been. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right. Well, to be honest, anyway, I thought so- you were doing well. <laughs> I, saw I, I saw Ronaldo had scored, and I thought, "Ah, oh, he's he's mugging me right off. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna answer this." <laughs> I, I think I called you after he scored his second as well. To be fair, I think you I left after the first because I was like, uh, "Need him to score two for it to be really worthwhile." Well, that, yeah. that's an exclusive. You guys have just found out that I had no idea that his voicemail was sarcastic. So it's an exclusive, yeah, but not go. not just you guys, but for me too. <laughs> yeah, awesome work, awesome work. So yeah, so if you are on the shit list. Um, Thank you. Mr Varane, you're on the shit list as well for not keeping clean sheets against Newcastle United. Now, Newcastle United don't score goals if Callum Wilson's not playing, and Callum Wilson wasn't playing, so conceding to them, very, very disappointing. So, Varane, you've gone on the shit list, and so have both of my Leeds players. I know you're playing Liverpool, but fucking hell, come on, guys. I mean, marching on together to relegation, it seems to be at the moment, is the cheering bloody hellfire. I mean, yeah, we've had a tough start, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can't can't defend at the moment. I mean, you've got the run of games now, so, you know, let's see see what happens. I mean, they're the Friday night game away at Newcastle this week, aren't they? So it's, um, you know, I think... You know, it'll be interesting. I, I do think Leeds are a better team away from home probably this year. I mean, before when the crowd's not been there at Ellen Road, I know the crowd's, you know, great there and, you know, and everything, you know, Leeds fans always go on about it. But I think Leeds are a better team away from home because, you know, they, they're not sort of got the crowd sort of pushing them on to try and push and win games. That's not how they work, really. They don't have as, you know, they, they don't play that way, in my opinion. I think they're a better side when they're the away team. And, you know, they, they, they do that high press still, you know, they work hard and everything. And, you know, they, they sort of like, you know, silence the opposition crowd better. Whereas I think when they're at home, I think this year they're going to feel a lot more pressure to deliver in the Premier League. Because before, season before, obviously, they didn't have any home fans there. So Maybe they've been know, found but, out. Maybe the yeah. teams know how to play against it. Maybe it's a predictable system. Yeah. Are they Sheffield United this season? Maybe, maybe. But, but anyway, yeah, well, I'm going to say a lot of people thinking that as well. I must admit, you know, it wouldn't bother me if they went down at all. Um, more than happy about that. Um, so, so yeah, Leeds, yeah, you, you two, Dallas and Bamford are both on there. They need to start scoring some regular points. I mean, I know Dallas is cheap and he did well last year, but that was last year. I mean, God, 
last year's last year. It's like if you win if you win Super Six last week, that's gone though after last week. Yeah, the money's there, but you need to be focused on this week now, kids. So come on, that's what they need to be doing. So Leeds on the shit list. So two Leeds players, one Man United player, and Heath shit list. Heath's number one on the shit list as well. Two weeks in a row. Lovely yeah, stuff. Two, I tell you what, yeah, you're consistent, well played. Well, um, okay, so my shit list is dominated around red. Um, I saw red when I saw these guys get red. And uh, the first one is, I've got two people on the shit list for the same instant, really. Jaffet Tanganga, who got sent off for what was a stupid second yellow. Really didn't need to dive in. Very silly. Young, young guy, obviously, you know, lacking experience. And Wilfred Zaha for basically, you know, throwing a hissy fit over. Yeah, to be fair, I thought Tanganga's tackle on Zaha was pretty dreadful for Premier League tackle. Mm. Arms in the the neck, you know, that kind of stuff. It looked pretty woeful. Zaha had every right to kind of do that, but his reaction is just just over the top as well. He he's, I mean, it's different for him. He's nearly thirty. The guy. Should be more mature. He's been playing the Premier League for a while now. He should be used to what's going to happen. He needs to just bite his lip and and just calm down. But the fact is that him doing what he did meant that Tanganga got wound up and ended up getting a red card. That pissed me off. So they're both on my shit list. Then the next one with a red card was Mikel Antonio. I don't give a shit how many goals and assists you score previously. If you get yourself a red card in the last minute in a Premier League game, you're an absolute wally. What are you playing at? And again, exactly the same as Tanganga. He's been booked for a, a, a stupid scuffle with um, Stevens, yeah. and then he goes in and dives in for another tackle. It's just yeah. ridiculous. What? And again, he's got no excuses. He's, he's not young, yeah. you know. He's not. He's it just was, yeah. It was it was a pot uh, poor, really. He just stopped. It, it was just showing a lack of intelligence, basically. You know, you know that you know all these people out there who sort of say footballers don't have brains. Well, you're sort of proving that that adage correct, guys. There by stupid things like that. You know, it's just don't need it. And you're costing people fantasy league points. Do you not know the real importance of football? Devastating. It's not Premier League wins. It's not scoring goals. It's scoring fantasy league points, guys. And you know, and you're costing them. The only thing that would have made Antonio's red card better, and I'd have been, I'd have, I'd been, it'd have been on my great list today if he for the captain did. Then I'd have been a lot happy because it'd have been a minus two points then. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. That you know that that did come into. He was my vice captain, so he was he wasn't far away. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, in a way, maybe I should forgive Mikel because of what he's done before and the fact that the red cards he's suspended for Man United, so gives him yeah, a, a, a rest. Yeah, it gives him a rest so that he goes and plays Leeds next, scores a hat trick, yeah. that that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, the, the the red cards, those two red cards, pissed me off. I'm not going to lie, Tanganga. His red card directly fucked me over this week because Reguillon, Deli Ali, Harry Kane, the spine of my team were completely redundant after that red card. Palace's fans got on Spurs' backs and they never really had a chance after that, yeah. you know, especially was, the, the, the penalty after. Clean, got clean sheets as well at that yeah. point. It nil-nil when he got I mean, yeah, uh, Spurs normally have a good record against Palace and uh, Kane normally has a good record. So, Jaffik Tanganga, you've got to be number one on the list. But one other person who's on the shit list, who's uh, who's sneaking his way in there, and it hasn't really been mentioned that much um, by people. Freddie Woodman. Freddie Woodman, the Newcastle United goalkeeper. Do you know why you're on the shit list, buddy? 
Do you know why? Because you were shit. You were literally shit. You're the, the, the Ronaldo goal. He must have had him as triple captain. Ronaldo was Freddie Woodman's <laughs> triple captain this week. He must have been. He basically let one through him. And the other one, I mean, he just palmed it to him. Here you go, buddy. In you go. Nice little tap in. Are you onside? Oh, well, there you go. There, there's, uh, there's guaranteed points for my fantasy team. So, Freddie Woodman, if you're listening, I know, I know your game. I know your game, buddy. I know exactly what you've done. And you're on my shit list this week for that. All right. And everyone's saying about Ronaldo being incredible. Yeah. All right. You've got to be in it to win it. But the fact is, if your goalkeeper's basically giving it to you or letting it through you, letting it through them, then, um, yeah, I'm not happy with that. So, those 13 points could have um, could have just been a nice spicy two points for you. And, and, you know, maybe we would have been on for a little bit more of a tussle than we were, there, you know. Uh, so, Freddie, you're on there. Tanganga, number one. Zaha, Mikko Antonio and Freddie Woodman. That's my shit list. Good shit list. Very, very liking that. Very much liking that. Yeah, so we've obviously done the shit list. And um, I think, you know, as I think we've mentioned before, you know, we've been you know really happy with... Um, some of the, the uptake we've had and um, people joining our North versus South League as well with some North teams and South teams. So, um, if it was, it was any big movers this week, this game week in the, in the North versus South League? Well, I'll start at the top and I'll work my way down to the bottom. Um, I will, well, it looks like Team um, Five Deer by Summit Deer is going away from John Rogerson. Uh, and Betty Swallows FC. He's given yeah. himself a 10-point lead there. It looks like Summit is um, looking like the, the the Man City of the the mini league at the moment. Um, and we've got, um, it looks like, oh, yeah, uh, four nows, a tyre now. Uh, not, I don't want to hear the rest of that. Stop right now. We're not giving <laughs> that man any coverage on this podcast. No chance. Okay, well, he didn't nail an 80-pointer then. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and he's not in fourth place, so I'll just leave it at that no, then. Okay. Don't want to hear it. Now, now we get to the bit that you want me to tell, talk about. And out of all the Northern and Southern teams, who's number one out of those teams? The ones that can only pick North or South players? Date. <laughs> Who is the Northern Super Kings? 73 points. He's now gone up to eighth. But technically in the North or South teams, he's number one. Um, closely followed by myself. Um, so, and then we've got, um, yeah, Harrison Copley, uh, Ned Stark's my dad, as we like to seem to shout him out every week. Um, he's come off the bottom of the league by a point. You are Harrison's son. Yeah, El, El Badger Poopers is now officially <laughs> bottom of the, the table. That's Nick Edwards' team. So, uh, unfortunate for Nick, and uh, congratulations, Harrison. Hopefully, you can work your way up the league. Um, and try and get close to your your buddy um, Eddie Moran, who is in seventeenth, the King of the South. Have you um Have you looked at Nick's team? I am now looking at Nick's team. I mean, he's got two goalkeepers who are not in existence playing. Um, <laughs> he's, um, I mean, he's he's got um he's got. Fabian a guy, Delson is starting lineup. He's got a guy who's on a season long loan. From Wolves somewhere. <laughs> um, he's got a guy at Brentford who's played zero minutes so but far. He, he's meant to be good, that guy. Yeah, like you said, Fabian Delft <laughs> in there. Um, I mean, well, I don't, I don't, I think, 
I mean, hopefully uh, you're, you're well, Nick, but um, <laughs> you really need to log into your fantasy team, kid, because this, this, um, this is not good. But then again, he still didn't get the, the least amount of points in the game week. Um, I want you to give a shout-out to the person who got the least amount of points in the game week because we know the fella, so that'd be quite great. Is that Simon Dent? Oh, yeah. Simon Dentos, uh, McGinn Dentos. and Tonic with a solid 41 points. Currently mid-table mediocrity, going 16th place uh, on his way down to the bottom of the league, trying to find El Badger poopers. And um, yeah, I mean, he's had an absolute stinker there. Let's just have a quick look at his team to, to laugh at him. Oh, Antonio Captain. Beautiful. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Brilliant. We, we um, went to university with this guy. And just so you all know, it's not that we um, we, we know anything, but um, we, we went to uni with him. We like to That's mock. Right, um, we could actually yes. probably uh, we, maybe we should have a, like a podcast next next time where we just take the piss out of everyone in our mini league who. I, I think we, get, we should we should get him on the next podcast just for a five minute you know you know review about what he was thinking. I think I think I'd struggle not to do Alan Partridge impressions if he comes on. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not a good idea. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, guys, for for joining the league. You know, ultimately we're we're really happy to have you. I'm not going to put it out to anyone else anymore. I'm not going to give the code. If someone wants to join it, they can ask me. Realistically, I'm happy with the 24 we've got. We've got a great little bunch there yeah. in our mini league. So, yeah, keep up the good work, guys. And, um, yeah, i just like, like to also point out with the El Badger poopers that, um, that Nick had actually started with um, Good from Brentford and uh, Marquez as his player, starting players and Cancelo came on with a, a nice 12 points. So <laughs> chose not to chose not to start Cancelo or Bamford. Bamford was his other guy who came on. Can see that one because they're playing Liverpool. Fair enough. But yeah, fair maybe you might need to have a little tinker with your team there, mate. Yeah. So thanks again, guys. Now we uh now we're talking about our scouted team. I believe our man state here went out and about and went to yeah. see his favourite Northern team. In fact, his favourite team in the whole wide world. Leeds United, marching on together, was State and Leeds United hand in hand. What have you got for me, buddy? What did you see that other people haven't seen? Leeds United should hopefully go down at the end of this season. That's, good. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> well... Just to put on the record, if those who haven't listened to other podcasts, but um, I don't support Leeds United. And because I don't support Leeds United, that pretty much means I hate them like everyone else does, right, mainly. Uh, they're not my most hated team. Sheffield Wednesday is still that, but yeah, Leeds is still up there. But um, but yeah, I'll tell you what I have, you know, as much as you know, dislike is for Leeds, can't argue but say they're in entertaining games. Last season, they were fantastic to watch. So, breath of fresh air to the Premier League. And, you know, the... You know, Bielsa clearly knows what he's doing managerial-wise. And, yeah, the, you, you couldn't argue last season that if you were watching Leeds, you knew you were in for, you know, a, a good day on, um, you know, in terms of on the, on the, whether you're watching on the box or, you know, around with, with mates or whatever, you know, you, you knew you were going to watch a good game. I watched the Man United-Leeds game at Old Trafford last season with a, with a close friend of mine who was a Leeds fan. That was very satisfying, to be fair. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but now Leeds, this season, they've had a tough start. And, um, you know, I, you know they've, they've played some good teams. You know, they've played United away, they've played Liverpool. 
I mean, Everton, obviously, they were doing really well under Rafa and they got a point there. Burnley away, they, they only drew with, but I think, you know, I don't think they'll have that second season syndrome where they're going to go down or anything. I just don't see that happening. I think, you know, Bielsa's too good of a manager and, and I think they, they're playing a way that I don't think the, the lesser teams in the, the league will be able to still handle them really that well. So they've got a good run of games coming up now. So, so I think it's a perfect time to have scouted them because you're going to see them play Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Southampton, Wolves, Norwich. Those are their next six games. And I'm sure Leeds fans will be hoping for like, you know, four wins out of the six games, definitely. You know, that'd be what I'd be targeting if I were them. Um, and you know, there's definitely definitely a lot of winnable games there. And if there's winnable games, that means there's winnable points. And that's why I'm scouting them this week. So um, so yes, yeah, so we've got different scouting categories. So we've got good from afar, but far from good, which basically means a good player but a low scorer. We've got your differential. Which is your underestimated big point scorer, your newcomer, your new player to the league, set piece extraordinaire, and then captain fantastic, your consistent scorer. Those are the, the options we've got when we're scouting. That's what we're looking for. Um, so yeah, we'll start. This, with, this won't be a surprise that I'm saying this guy. This is Leeds United, in my opinion, best player. You know, um, he was fantastic for England in the Euros. He's you know. He's everywhere. His energy is great. His passing ability is good. He can break up play, you know. And you know, I'll be one of the first to admit that I doubted whether he should have started for England in the Euros. But you know, in my opinion, he was better than Declan Rice in all but one of the games in the Euros. Basically, in my opinion, um, and West Ham fans can slate me for that, but I think Calvin Phillips was fantastic, and you know, he's definitely good. Good from afar, but far from good in terms of point scoring. He's not going to score you many points. He's going to play every game for Leeds if he's fit, that's for sure. But he ain't going to score you fantasy points because that's not what he does. He might do the pre-assist before an assist. But, I mean, last season he scored one goal and got two assists in, you know, and he played a lot of minutes. So, he ain't going to score you points, but he's a cracking player to watch. And, you know, you, you know, if you take him out of Leeds' team, then they definitely probably are going to struggle. Um, you know, I, I could see him, you know, he's a Leeds lad, but he could be playing at one of the top six clubs, you know, next season very easily enough if someone's struggling for a holding midfielder this in January in, and they've got you know they've got European football still it'd be someone to go for that's for sure so he's he's that he's that person good from afar but far from good in terms of a good player but not a big point scorer so yeah only get him in if you just try to get someone cheap in for five million onto a differential last season obviously there were a lot of players who've scored a lot of points so you probably didn't you probably didn't think that, but um, you know, you know, Stuart Dallas is definitely a big contender for this. You know, he had a great season last year, 171 points. Jack Harrison, 160 points. You know, the, these players were, you know, a bit of a differential because you last season they definitely would have been because you know no one would have estimated them to to, to score you that many points. So I think you know that's the um, that's a, a big thing. The differential for me. It was a bit underestimated is the goalkeeper, Meslier. Now, he got 154 points last season. They kept 11 clean sheets, got 20 bonus points, but he made 140 saves. I mean, so he made a lot of saves, you know, which is, well, you know, put this way, there's 38 games in a season. He's making more than three saves a game on average, which means he's getting an extra save point bonus there every week, basically. You know, that means. So 
that's a great thing to have, which means he's got a good chance of bonus points. He's also good on the ball. His distribution's pretty good. So, again, good point. So, I think he's your sort of differential. If you're going to look for a keeper to, um, to sort of, you know, get you some points, especially over the next six weeks where I think we've got a chance of maybe keeping some more clean sheets, um, then there you go. He's, he's my differential, I think. I think, for I think that's, a really, that's a really good differential, mate, because he... Uh... He, he was exactly who I was thinking because last season, like you say, Dallas for sure, uh, Harrison, not many people knew how good he was really points-wise. But Meslier, I think it's because he's a bit flappy because he's not very convincing. He's not your traditional kind of goalkeeper, who, you know, really very good at coming for the ball and stuff like that. He's a bit of a punchy kind of flap at the ball kind of goalkeeper, but he's a good shot stopper. And I think people kind of maybe wrote him off a little bit at the beginning of the last season, thinking he's not going to last. But in the end, he was one of the, like you say, one of the top uh, goalkeepers, um, yeah, in the Premier League, without a doubt. Mm, definitely, definitely so. So yeah, I, you know, like yeah, I think I think he could be good. How much? How um, much is he? Is he five five million? Five, this year? five million, five million yeah. at the moment. So yeah, I don't think that's bad value for no. money. Don't get me wrong. There's other keepers, you know. Around there, but um, I think yeah, I don't think that's bad, and I think Leeds will will do all right, you know, eventually this season as well. So so yeah, um, then on to the, the newcomer, like a, the new player to the league. Um, well, I mean, Leeds haven't made many signings to be fair this summer. I mean, the the signings they have made, they made the, the fullback Furpo, left back, um, who's um, you know, started three games so far. Got, you know, not exactly um, setting set the world alight yet. Um, but I think I think the sort of um, the, the newcomer, and although he's not a newcomer to the to the Premier League, I think he's gonna sort of definitely do a lot more this season than what he did last season. And I think that's the, the the lad Rodrigo who was new a newcomer last season. He, you know, he played second fiddle at Bamford, but I think they'll maybe play Rodrigo maybe in like a, a number 10 role sometimes this season and you know back end of last season he started showing what he was capable of so I, I think he could be like the, the sort of newcomer in a way where where he's actually going to probably start getting involved this season properly a lot more um, I think you know he's been involved in a few more games already at the start of the season and I, yeah I fancy him as a sort of a bit of a newcomer like I said it's a bit, bit cheating by him being there last season but you know he didn't he didn't play loads of minutes last season. He was, um, he, he wasn't a regular, he wasn't a starter at all. I think he'll start a lot more this season and and should hopefully, you know, pick up some points for him as well. Hopefully, you know, he'll probably take off a little bit of pressure off Banford maybe as well. But he's he's got a bit of quality on him. Um, so so that's that. Um, his set piece extraordinaire. The guy who takes free kicks, corners, penalties. Well, I mean, penalty taker for Leeds is generally uh, Mr. Klitsch, I think. I think he's the number one penalty taker. Um, so you, you've got him for penalties. You know, he's not expensive. Um, you know, he's 5.5 million. Um, he's already scored one goal this season, obviously. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's, he's there to, um, you know, he's there, you know, he'll, he's, he's there, he takes penalties. Um, Bamford, I think, is is the other penalty taker they might have if if Klitsch isn't there. Your free kicks, Rafinha's the one on the free kicks in the corners. I think a lot of the time, and you know, and he's a he's a top player. So I think um, you know you're looking at those three set piece players at Leeds. Mm-hmm. Captain, fantastic, consistent scorer. Um, you can't really look beyond 
probably Patrick Bamford, I think, you know, with Leeds, you know, he got 194 points last season. He's their main guy up front. He works his ass off. He's the one who's going to score the goals through. He got 17 last season. But because of his work rate, he also gets quite a lot of assists. He got 11 assists last year, which is, I think, pretty good going for um, for a striker at the end of the day. You know, you don't, you don't see, you know, loads and loads of strikers gain that many assists, in my opinion. Um but he did, you know, he got a lot of assists there. 11 assists is good work. Um, I would probably imagine that out of all the strikers last season, obviously, you know, Harry Kane got more, but I don't think there'll be many more who got more than the assistant than, than Bamford last season. So he's a consistent player who's going to be scoring. You know he's going to start for Leeds. You know he's going to be the one scoring more, more of their goals than anyone else. And he gets the assists. So I'd have him in front of your Dallas and your Harrisons last season. I think, you know, they obviously both did well, but I don't think you'll see them hitting the same numbers this year. Whereas Bamford may not quite hit those same numbers, but he still he still should be up there. So yeah, that's me. Nice. Yeah, really like it, mate. Um Rafinha for me, I just see him as a as as someone I, you know, if if I could pick him in my team, I'd have him every week because he's he's not only as a quality player plays for one of the teams that you kind of get excited to watch but also for me because he's such a talisman for him I would say he's fixture proof um, I think he can get points against anyone he'll play most games if not all Bamford's a very good player to have I think a lot of people will be jumping on him this week because these fixtures but um, I, I, the only thing is his, stat, his, his, his goals he hasn't been scoring as many goals this season but his stats have still been just as consistent as last year so mm. The, those goals should be coming, really. Um, you know, it's just just probably a matter of time, really. Um, yeah. I, I think I think Leeds are a very funny team. They've got a bit of an injury crisis at the back at the moment. Uh, the, so the strength they, and depth's not there, that's for sure. No, but I think that's how Bielsa likes it, isn't it? I think he likes the idea of having a smaller squad to work with so that they kind of all stick together and they, they work as hard as the next. You know, I think that's the mentality that comes across from Leeds but yeah so there's a, that was the scouted team week so um, hopefully people enjoyed it got a little bit of knowledge about Leeds United if you didn't already um, I expect to see now, I now expect to see from my scouting performance a huge increase in transfers of Leeds players into people's sides on the game week looking so hopefully we'll be seeing those 20%ers from my from my knowledge who knows but that leads us on to because you know t- going from a team that's not really had great FPL pedigree because they've not been in the Premier League during the, the FPL sort of since the Fantasy League's gone for that long. Um, we go on to what you know what me and Heath have sort of started as a bit of a call, a call feature basically is our it's it's a knockout. So it's a North versus South, it's a knockout debate, which is basically our debate for the greatest FPL player in the history of the game. Okay. And we're talking since the, the FPL started, right? So we're not talking going into the 90s, the 80s, you know, we're talking Georgie Best, Duncan Edwards, we're not talking Cantonas and, and that in the 90s. We're talking in the FPL period, so since the game's been going. Um, so last week you were my quarterfinals, so if you want to have a look at that, go look at his previous episode where we saw some some great players and a couple of close close calls to be fair um, and a couple of pretty comfortable ones so um, but this week he's doing the southern quarterfinals so um, I'm sure he'll give us a quick recap of um, who went through and out in the preliminary rounds and then let us know his quarterfinal lineup and um, yeah I'm looking forward to this one Heath you've got a lot of good players there so 
let's see what happens. Yeah, so just to start with the preliminaries um, or the qualifiers, so we we had Watford uh, versus Brighton. Uh, basically, the qualifiers were teams with the least amount of Premier League experience. So we had Watford versus Brighton, uh, Deeney versus Gross. Deeney just about scraped through because, yeah, uh, just it's it's Deeney. <laughs> be honest, be honest. I miss him already. Uh, no, I, I think he, I think his stats were just that little bit better, um, and because it, it was so tight, Deeney's been doing it for a little bit longer. Gross had one very good season and then hasn't really kept it going. Um, and then we have. Uh, Bright, it was Crystal Palace versus Brentford. Brentford obviously have only just come into the Premiership for the first time, so I went with Ivan Tony. Obviously, he can't really compete against who I went for for Palace, which is Wilfred Zaha. So Zaha and Dini went through. So Palace and Watford went through. And uh, using a random fixture generator on, uh, well, on a random site, I'm not going to give credit to because I can't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> I built up a new fixture list for the the quarterfinals. So. Today we have Southampton versus Spurs, we have Watford versus Chelsea, we have Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, we have West Ham versus Aston Villa. And the idea Ooh. being is that we'll get down to a semi-finals and then a final, and then our finalists from the Southern section will play State's finalists from the Northern section. There, we'll... there are two mouth-watering clashes there, in my opinion. Southampton Spurs should be a belter debate. Um, yeah. Well, if that if that's the case, then I'll start with the first two, which I wasn't going to. But you know, as as kind of like doing the opposite to match the day, we'll we'll kind of end on the best best till last, I guess. So we'll start with what you know, Watford versus Chelsea, and this is quite a simple debate. So I'm not going to talk about it for too long. You got Troy Deeney who just scores penalties and um, runs around and bumps into people. No, I'm joking. He did a lot more than that, and and like I'm not oh, going. I'm not going to disrespect him. I'm not. No, Troy, have, Troy, was a, Troy was a leader. Um, I love him to bits. He's one of Watford's greatest ever players. As simple as that. But he's not one of the greatest ever FPL players. He you can choose from Chelsea. Who well, he he can't compete against any of the Chelsea players. And now, for me personally, Chelsea have a lot of very good players over the years. You know, you've you had your Eden Hazards, you had your um, Iron Robbins. You've also had oh, Didier Drogba. I just want to slide on the carpet, do his celebration, salute you, State, with a Drogba kind of a smile on his face. Actually, he normally used to go quite like straight faced, yeah. didn't he, with those? Really, yeah, a yeah. little bit of the old arms out and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, real arrogance. I, that guy, I love that Why guy. Why haven't you picked him then? Why haven't you picked well, him? Well, I haven't picked him because it goes without saying that this person, and also I'd like to also point out that Chelsea have always you know kind of had a very good defense with players like Ashley Cole, Peter Cech, John Terry, even Aspilicueta and the fact is you know it's very tough but there's only one player stands out for me and that's Frank Lampard. Now if you remember back in the day Frank Lampard along with in my opinion Cristiano Ronaldo and to a lesser extent Steven Gerrard were at that point the only three players you would captain but you could leave that captain on them Every every single week, right? Lampard scored double figures in nine consecutive seasons for Chelsea. And just want to remind you, he was playing centre midfield. He, you know, he did take free kicks, he did take penalties, but the whole idea behind this idea of the greatest ever FPL player is not just the stats alone. You want to have the idea that stats, along with this sense of 
comfort knowing that if you were to pick that player right now for this game week coming up, if Lampard was playing again, it would back in 2006 or 2007 or something, and he's playing, you would be comfortable picking him as a captain because you knew, A, he takes free kicks, he takes penalties, he gets in the box, he does everything. The guy is a natural-born winner. And unfortunately, Troy, you don't come close. So Definitely not. Frank, I mean, yeah. yeah, Frank, Frank, you is Frank Lampard is through to the semi finals. I think he got you a clean sheet bonus most weeks in Chelsea's defense as well, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so that's that's yeah, straight away three points. And if you're captain, that's six already for, without even him having to do anything. So yeah, Lampard's through to semi finals. I mean, that has got to be proper one side, nearly as one sided as the next one which is Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Again, Arsenal have had some fantastic players. You know, Cesc Fabregas is, um, yeah, Adibayors, Van Persie, of course. Van Persie was incredible at Arsenal, uh, FPL-wise. Um, although, you know, realistically, again, it comes down to someone who probably one of the best FPL players of all time. And, and to be honest, one of the favourites, in my opinion, for the, for the best FPL player. It's got to be Thierry Henry. Um, you know, the stats are kind of important here, but Henri was the original, he's like the OG of FPL players. If if there are people out there who played FPL when it first started, I think it's around 2002, 2003 season. If you played it then and Henri wasn't your captain most weeks, then you were probably in the Nick Edwards, Badger Poopers kind of mentality. Um, you know, the fact is that Henri was an absolute monster of a goal scorer. He scored goals, he assisted. His stats were 175 goals and 74 assists in 258 games. Um, you know, he scored 25 plus goals three uh, consecutive seasons and then got his big move to Barcelona. But by the time he left, I think he was around 14 million and he kind of lost a little bit of interest and it, people stopped picking him because it's too expensive. But yeah, Omri beats Zaha. I don't need to talk about Zaha, really, as I didn't need to talk about Troy Deeney because neither of them are competing against Omri and Lampard. No. So, Omri goes through. Now we've got the spicier matches. So, the Southampton versus Spurs. It's, it was quite difficult to pick both players from each team initially. And then when I really thought about it, actually, it's not. Southampton, I had three options I had Danny Ings I had Adam Lalana, I had Ricky Lambert and to be honest I couldn't really think of anyone else who really stood out um, in the FPL time obviously because obviously they had you know pre-FPL they had some you know, like Letizia and stuff wouldn't but, it be great if Letizia could have been right, it, exactly we, we talked about Letizia in our old podcast uh, team of the past for 94-95 season he was his stats were incredible but obviously didn't play until the FPL started so he doesn't get in there. So I went with Danny Ings and mainly because I think when Lilano Lambert, they got their big hauls, I think at that point they were still semi-surprised. Like they're like, as, as an FPL player, that Southampton team were good and everything seemed to come together. But I wouldn't ever think I'd be tempted to play Lambert as captain or Lilano as captain. I did think about Ings like a couple of years ago, he got 22 goals, two assists. I was thinking about making captain when Southampton were playing at home against some of the lesser teams. But I never thought the same about Lam Lambert or uh, Lalana. Um, Lambert actually had good stats. He got 13 goals and 10 assists um, in the season. Lalana got nine goals, six assists. But mm. 
yeah, it was it was Danny Ings who was the, the the kind of player who stood out to me that would probably compete against someone else. And Spurs wise, I mean, they've actually had some incredible FPL players, really. Gareth Bale, 21 goals one season. Uh, Jermaine Defoe, 17 goals. I mean, both of them were scoring plenty of goals before that, but they're the, for the big seasons. Ericsson, he got four seasons with double figure assists. Um, uh, you know, he was, until he kind of fell out with Levy, he was he was someone you'd always think about putting him as captain. But oh, definitely, yeah. uh, unfortunately, well, none of them came close to Harry Kane. His stats were incredible, actually. I've got to be honest. Like, you kind of don't even realise how good they are. I'm still not having him over Shearer, though. I'd still have Shearer over Kane. Um, but, yeah, 20-plus goals in five seasons, 14, 14 assists last year, which was ridiculous. Him and Son had some kind of... Yeah, they, they, they fell in love with each other last year. They were constantly assisting and, and scoring each other's goals. So, yeah, it's Kane versus Danny Ings. And let's be honest... <clears throat> Two very good strikers, but Ings has done it once or twice in his career at this level. And unfortunately, injuries got the better of him, but Harry Kane has to go through. The last game we got is West Ham versus Aston Villa, the Claret and Blue derby. And it is quite tough. You know, I actually really, considering both teams have been in the Premier League for many years, neither really had many that good players, FPL players, stood out. I had, for, for Aston Villa, I had Ashley Young, James Milner, Jack Grealish as, as I, you know, options. Mm. I mean, you could have said Bon Hall maybe at one point, but realistically, yeah. there wasn't a huge amount to choose from. And then for West Ham, I had players like uh, Fabianski, Arnautovic, even Antonio. And I ended up settling with Dimitri Payet for West Ham. And I, I ended up going with Ashley Young for, West, uh, for Aston Villa. I felt like to get to those two players, I felt like Fabianski was an option because I do think he had an incredible season a few years ago where he was something like four and a half million. And he, I think people had written him off because he came from Swansea who just got relegated and had an unbelievable season, made millions of saves. And I don't think he was that far behind Pope who who everyone was raving about that year. But um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, to be fair, I couldn't really go for him over... Payet. I think Payet, that season where he was the man, you know, nine goals, 13 assists, he was in that category of, like I said earlier, about, you know, mm. players who you would be thinking, could I put the captaincy on him? If West Ham were playing one of the teams at the bottom and they were playing at home, the way he was playing at one point, he was unstoppable. And had it not been for, I guess, the ambition that he has, which is fair enough, I think um, he would have been an absolute star at West Ham for many years, but he fell out with the chairman and yeah, that was definitely. it for him. He, he, he moved on to, 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 went back to France and stuff. But yeah, he he's he was, uh, you know, my choice for West Ham. And then for Villa, Ashley Young, I, I think his stats were actually a little bit more impressive than I kind of gave him credit for him when I first looked at him. He got 30 goals and 48 assists over five years for Villa. And yeah, I mean, again, just unbelievable. Well-deserved his move to United. Oh, yeah. And he so, did great night as well, to be fair. Was, he did very well. And 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 because he was on free kicks, corners and stuff like that um, at West um, at Villa, and because he was just constantly getting himself in positions, I'm going to go with him. He, you know, Payet was, on paper, a better player than Ashley Young as, as a, a talented football player. But Ashley Young 
one of the hardest working players that we've ever seen at Watford, but everywhere he's gone, he's been a proper professional. When he actually, when he first came through at Watford, he was a skinny little kid who basically no one had any expectation for him really. They knew he was quite good, but they didn't really think he was going to be that good. And he put on a lot of weight and um, yeah, became the player he did. And um, yeah, he's, he's been brilliant. So young, young wins out only over really the fact that over a longer period of time, he's done very well. Payet only one season didn't do enough for me really. So that, that means that I've got Kane and Tottenham who have qualified, got Frank Lampard who's qualified with Chelsea, Thierry Henry with Arsenal and Ashley Young with Aston Villa. And yeah, that's, that's the, the knockout. So I believe next week we'll be having our Northern semi-finals. Yes, that is correct. Obviously, we've got Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United. We've got Man City's Sergio Aguero, Mo Salah's in from Liverpool, and Jamie Vardy from Leicester. Well, oh, some tasty, uh, tasty games next week. So we'll have that as our our feature for next week's podcast. So you can look forward to that, and then obviously we'll carry on until we get to the uh, the final, which obviously is going to be a, a Southern win. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to our, our game week preview, which realistically is going to be, well, one of us has got to, well, I suppose we could draw it. One of us got top that head-to-head league, uh, like I say, the, the six-pointer league. What, what are you thinking, State? What's, what's the situation? Who are you picking for next just, week? Well, I've just done one game, one transfer. I've done a game week transfer because Calvert-Lewin's going to be out for a while, so I brought someone in for him. So just the one transfer, I brought Raul Jimenez from Wolves in. Schmeichel in net, they're away at Brighton and Leicester. Back four again, Diaz from Man City away at home to Southampton, Varane, West Ham away. Yeah, with Antonio not there, I'm a bit more confident they could keep some clean sheets there, United. Um, Wolves are at home at Brentford, Conor Cody, Joel Matip, Liverpool at home at Palace. Then Mo Salah is going to be my captain at home at Palace. Damari Gray is in there, Everton away at Villa, yeah, I mean, Everton are doing well, so I fancy them. And then um, Diogo Yotta is staying for one more game week. He needs to perform mm-hmm. while he's gone. Um, they're home at Palace again. And then going with front three, Jimenez, home at Brentford, is the new signing. Bamford away at Newcastle, Friday night game. And then Ronaldo away at West Ham, he's the vice captain, which leaves Scott Carson on the bench, won't ever play. Stuart Dallas first sub. Jacob Murphy, Newcastle, second sub, and Mason Holgate, third sub of Everton. So, you know, that's the team. It's pretty straightforward. It picks itself this week. And, um, yeah, like I said, I think, you know, Salah and Ronaldo are going to probably be, um, you know, swapping over the captaincy quite a lot this season between the two of them. You know, um, you know when, when you pick your bench, you don't actually have to play players who genuinely are always benched for their team and never play. You know, you can, you know, you can pick players who actually do come on the pitch and, might actually help you out there. Well, M- Murphy Murphy plays and Dallas plays. That's not too bad, you know, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, oh, nice, yeah. nice work, mate. Jimenez has got yeah. some good fixtures, to be fair. So that's a good that's a good transfer. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I've done it, so it's probably not going to end up being good. <laughs> hey, I, don't, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the confidence state, the guy who believes he's going to win, even if he hasn't got a chance. That's the state I know. I'm going to beat you. So that, oh, that, okay. That's, that's more like it. 
Well, uh, and the team that's going to take take you on this week in the head to head is is going to I'm going to I'm going to go with a three five two. I've got David Raya in in goal, my number one. He's got Wolves away, tough game for him. I've got Antonio Rudiger, who's got uh, he's playing away at Spurs. I've got Kieran Tierney, who after that incredible seven pointer against Norwich will hopefully follow that up with a a solid two-pointer against Burnley away. New boy Mark Cucurello has done enough to get himself into the first-team lineup against Leicester at home. He's done well, and I'm hoping for some more bonus points from him. And then I've got Deli Ali, who I don't have to keep repeating this, but it's Chelsea versus Spurs. So, you know, he's, he's playing... Tough, um, tough, tough game. So he's playing tough Chelsea game. at home. Then I've got Martin Odegaard, Mason Mount, and I've got Saeed Ben-Rama, who's playing Manchester United at home. And then I've got cheeky little Musa Sissoko, who's got Norwich away. If there's ever a game that Musa Sissoko is going to get points at, it's Norwich, right? So (laughs) (laughs) come on, big man. I need some points this week, all right? And I'm not playing. I do need some points. And the reason why I need points is because my fixtures have gone from, you know, proper 180 here. I've gone from having a really good set of fixtures to an absolute stinker of fixtures for my team. I've got Kane versus Lukaku in, in the Chelsea versus Spurs game, but I've got Kane as vice-captain, Lukaku as captain. I can play Lukaku as captain. But realistically, yeah, I mean, realistically, I, I'm hoping that, you know, Big Rom does, that does the job. But, you know, it's not easy. Especially with Nuno Espirito Santo, he's got a very defensive mindset with with his team, so he knows how to defend against these uh, these sides. So we'll see how that goes. I've got uh, my bench is Ben Foster, Sergio Reguilón. I'm still not 100% sure about having him on the bench. I think Chelsea will score, but I don't like the idea of him being on the bench. Maybe I might bring him in for Sissoko or Delhi. I don't know, but got Antonio on the bench who's not going to play and I've got Sue Fowles my my third second third sub doesn't really matter yeah never matters yeah but I can't just to reiterate mentioned it earlier I can't make a sub this week because it's my fine so um I'm gonna have to suck it and see really uh and I'm on a positive note yeah I'm positive now I've got two my benefit you're not being a tinker might be a blessing in disguise who knows yeah never know exactly but um <laughs> no and um I, I just want to point out that we don't have a quiz this week yet i'm sorry about that guys the theme tune was a little bit too much for you lot and you got way too excited so um yeah no quiz this week we might have a quiz next week we might not we'll see how that goes yeah a yeah, lot of talking and a lot of great stuff i'd just like to to thank everyone for listening i'd like to thank my co-host state for yeah. for helping us out along the way and um one thing i keep forgetting which i've actually written a note to myself to remind you guys that um state and myself have got twitter addresses which is at fpl underscore southerner and at fpl underscore northerner please 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 get in touch tell us what you're thinking if you're enjoying the podcast if you're enjoying fpl if you've yeah, got any ideas you want to throw away or any, any things that you hate, if you don't like the shit list, you love the shit list, anything you want to say, we're all ears. We yeah, are, definitely. we're getting older. We don't have um, nights out like we used to. We're in on Friday nights. 
you know we're family men we're, <laughs> we're losers basically is what i'm trying to say and we just want to talk to people Definitely. so no i mean jokes aside it's it's as ever it's been an absolute pleasure state and um, yeah same with you glad yeah. for another three points for the northern super kings and um Let's um, get another win this weekend, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Think, fingers crossed I can get off your shit list. Fingers crossed. Definitely. Yeah, I hope so as well, mate. Really do. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. See you guys.